1: Believe in what's present, not trying to get something, but notice that he's already made it yours. It's present right where you're at. Say, I receive that power. I receive Receive that power. I receive it right now. I receive it right now. From the top of my head to the soles of my feet. The soles Soles of of my feet. Welcome to today's broadcast of Jesus the Heater. We're so thrilled that you've joined with us today. And we're going to stay the same direction we've been going, and that's teaching on the mind, because my goodness, what a vast subject That is, because the better our thought lives are, the more they are in line with the word, the better and the sweeter life will be. So every single one of us have to do something with our thought life. You're not going to get out of this life without having to address the thought life. And so, uh, you know, we need to become skillful toward our thought life. And the way we're skillful toward our thought life is be skillful with the Word that brings us into sound thinking. And so it's a privilege for us to get to minister along these lines to you because all the blessings of God that belong to us are so rich and so abundant that we don't want to get wrong thinking in the way of the flow of God's blessings. Healing belongs to us, prosperity, joy, peace, but also a sound mind belongs to us. Amen. So we want to make sure that we're using our faith to, uh, to increase more and more in the soundness of mind. Well, what is that? That's a renewed mind. And a renewed mind is a disciplined mind. Yes. An unrenewed mind is an undisciplined mind. And uh, you know this, that when children are undisciplined, they go where they should not go. They touch what they should not touch. They do what they should not do. The same thing with an undisciplined mind. An undisciplined mind will go where it shouldn't go. It'll touch what it shouldn't touch and it'll permit you to do what you shouldn't do. And so we need to bring our thoughts in line with the word and it is our joyous privilege to be a co-labor with God in this aspect of renewing our minds, because we're not doing it simply by our own ability. We have divine help. We have the Holy Ghost to help us. We have the Word, and uh, we have the grace of God and the blessing of God to assist us. And uh, in 2 Timothy chapter 1, in verse 7 that's been our golden text for this series of teaching and paul was writing to timothy and he said for god has not given us the spirit of fear yeah. aren't you glad yeah. to know yeah. that god is not participating with the flow of fear that we can walk free from that tormenting flow because fear is a torment. It will torment your mind, torment every single arena of your life. Mm -hmm. And so God's not given us a spirit of fear. That means that when God is dealing with you, he's not doing it through a flow of fear. So if something strikes fear in your thought life, you don't have to wonder, well, maybe God's dealing with me. Maybe this is God wanting me to address that. No, God's not participating with that flow. Fear is not his flow and he's not dealing with his children in that flow of fear. But we know this, fear is a spirit. And the good news is it's a spirit we have complete and total authority over. Amen. And uh, if we don't take our stand against fear, now fear can show up as worry, uh, depression, anxiety, Uh, oppression, panic attacks. All of these things are a symptom of, or an outflow of fear. And so God's given us this, He hasn't given us the spirit of fear, but He has given us the spirit of power. What's in that power? Authority. He has given us the authority to address that fear. And if we do not do something with that fear, God won't. That's That's right. Now get a get a message of that because people are many times sitting back and waiting, God, why don't you deal with this that's attacking my mind? He did do something. He gave you authority. That's what he did. And he gave you the authority so that you can address it. And you go, well, I want him to address it. Listen, if you have the authority to deal with that spirit of fear, that means that authority is at your disposal 24 hours a day and you don't have to wait for God to show up. You don't have to wait for a minister. To show up. You don't have to wait for a fellow believer to show up. You can deal with it. So that was his kindness and his wisdom to bring you into the same authority, amen, that heaven recognizes and heaven will back you up. And so many times don't wait for God to do something about something that's troubling your mind. You do something. And I've learned this what you don't resist has the permission to stay. That's it. That's Amen. That's and so many times um, that which opposes us has permission to stay is until we resist it until it to go. Right. Well, the Bible says resist the devil and he will flee. You say, well, I tried that and it didn't work. So we're saying the word doesn't work. Mm-hmm. No, the word always works. If if it's not getting the results, we're not, we're leaving something undone. Amen. And so this is the one, this is the privilege and the wonderful privilege I have of getting to teach along this line, because it helps us to locate what we might be leaving undone. What are we leaving unaddressed? What are we not dealing with that we're authorized to deal with? So I so appreciate when Paul wrote to Timothy and we have that instruction that God's not given us a spirit of fear. That means for the rest of your life, expect to be free. Expect, I'm not, I'm done living with fear, dogging my tracks, tormenting my life, harassing me where I can't even rest. I can't sleep. And even when I'm awake, I'm not calm. I'm not peaceful. Listen, uh, God authored a life of calmness He authored a life of peace. He did not author fear and torment. And I've learned this, that God will allow you to have everything you're okay with or everything you permit. If we're okay with kids that talk back to us, God will let us have that. If we're okay with uh, not having enough to meet our financial needs, God will let us have that. But if we ever decide, wait a minute, God's made more available to me than that. And I'm not going to have that anymore. I'm not going to have kids that talk back to me. I'm not going to have have a a shortness in supply. I'm not going to have it anymore. And when you decide to come into agreement with God, God's power will back you up. Amen. Amen. Your authority will work. And listen, we've all put up with things we shouldn't have put up with. I said, we've all put up with things that we shouldn't have put up with. I love a testimony that Brother Norval Hayes talked about. Brother Norval Hayes was a precious man of God that was used by God to bring great light on the subject of faith and healing and on worship. And uh, years ago, his daughter had 47 growths on her hands and he began praying, oh God, do something about it. Oh God, do something about it. Well, he was a denominational man early on and he had not been taught the word of faith, and he hadn't been taught his authority in Christ. And he would walk the floor of his home, oh God, do something about those growths on my daughter's body. And he just, he just kept at it day after day after day. What was it? At least he was showing he was not okay with it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. he didn't know at that point what God, the knowledge God eventually brought him into it. But at least by, sh- by doing that, he was showing God, I'm not okay with that. When you show God that you're not okay with what shouldn't be a part of your life mm-hmm. um, and you show a hunger and a desire to know, he'll bring you into the knowledge. Yes. Yes. Amen. And so he prayed, he said, oh God, do something about my daughter's body. Do something about those growths. And one day he was walking through the living room of his home, and all of a sudden he found himself in heaven. He was stepped one foot on earth, and the next foot he stepped in heaven. He had that experience of God taking him to heaven, and Jesus stood before him and said this, how long are you going to put up with those growths on your daughter's body? And Brother Norval was shocked. He, he thought, what do you mean, how long am I going to put up with it? I'm asking you to do something. Well, Jesus was letting him know, you're asking me to do something and I'm waiting for you to quit putting up with what's being done. Yeah. Listen to that question that Jesus asked him. How long are you going to put up with those growths on your daughter's body? And he'd let him know, he taught him, he brought him into the light that I have authorized you. To speak to those things you don't want yeah. in your life. Speak to them. And he got the revelation of his authority by that experience. And uh, he came back. He said, I came back from heaven And he said, I was ready to deal with those things. And he said, I I was gonna walk into my daughter's bedroom and she had a friend in there. And and he said that whenever uh, he started walking toward her bedroom, of course, all these thoughts, don't embarrass her in front of her friend. Oh, don't, don't go in there and do that in front of her friend. Well, how many of you know the devil does not want you resisting him. He'll find every reason to get you to lay down your authority so he can stay longer. And he recognized, no, that's the reasonings of the mind to try to talk me out of acting on the light that I just came into. Listen, when you get light of the word, act on it. Act on it. Dad Hagen, Kenneth Hagen was our spiritual father years and years ago before he went home to be with the Lord. And one of the things that he used to say to us, he said, it's dangerous to come up to light and not act on it. And so when you get light of something, that means be a doer of it. Don't just treat it. Oh, that's nice. Don't just admire it. The word, thank God, is to be admired, but don't leave it just in the admiration flow. Be a doer of the word. And so here, Brother Norval decided, no, I don't care that her friend's in there. And he walked in there and he clamped his hands on his daughter's head. And he said, I curse those growths. You dry up and you leave her body in Jesus' name. And he looked down and the growths were still there. Mm-hmm. And he walked out and he said, thank you, Jesus, for, for, for those growths healed. I thank you that, they're, that they're, they're no longer permitted to stay. And he just kept praising God for her healing. I thank you that she's healed. I thank you that she's free from those. And he just kept at it. Mm -hmm. And he said about 40 days, all he did was keep at it. Now, now, I want you to see something Mm -hmm. in this, that Brother Norville had this experience of seeing Jesus. He had the experience of going to heaven. Mm -hmm. People think if Jesus would just walk in, if Jesus would just come into my home and deal with this, it'd be dealt with there were people during Jesus's earthly ministry who saw him all the time and still didn't believe. It's not seeing him that gets the result. (laughs) It's not some spectacular supernatural experience. And I don't belittle those, but I'm saying you can have a supernatural experience, a spectacular experience, but without adding your faith, that experience alone will not be your help. And brother Norval had that experience, but that experience alone was not his help. He had to add his faith. Yes. yes. And so he went in. He cursed that on his daughter's body. But it looked like seemingly nothing changed. But now your faith is called for. So what are you going to do from the time you address that need? by faith until the time that you see that answer manifest. Mm -hmm. You're going to praise. That's what you do during the time, from the time you address a need till the time that the answer comes into this scene realm. Mm -hmm. You're going to praise. And that's what he did for the next 40 days. Jesus, I praise you that my daughter's healed. He no longer kept asking, asking Jesus to do something about it. But he kept praising him that now that thing was addressed. And he kept praising and he kept praising and he kept praising. I love something that Brother Copeland said. My goodness, it will, it'll change your life if you get hold of it. He said, When you pray, you lay hold of things. But when you praise, you win battles. Now listen to that. When you pray you lay hold of things, but when you praise, you win battles. Many times people are waiting for the battle to stop and the battle is waiting for your praise to run it off. And that's what Brother Norville did. After he spoke the word of faith, after he released his authority, released his faith. He kept releasing his faith through the avenue of praise. Praise is the way, one way you release your faith. Yeah. He did not release his faith through keeping, laying hands on her and saying that mm-hmm. over and over and over and, and treating it as though his authority didn't work, but he, ca- he stayed in faith through praising. Mm-hmm. Amen. Because yes. faith is released by you speaking yes. the word. Faith is released by confessing the word, but faith is also released through the, this wonderful action of praise. Yes. And so that's what Brother Norville did for the next 40 days. He just praised God and it seemed like nothing changed. But one day, his daughter was in her bedroom. She was going through this thing that, uh, that kids need to do periodically. She was cleaning out her closet. <laughs> and she had all of her items uh, laying on her bed and she was hanging them back upon on the clothes rod in her closet. So she would take things off of her bed and go and hang it on that rod and then take the next group and hang it on the rod. Brother Norva was in the living room And when she picked up the next group of clothes and went to hang them on the rod, she looked at her hands and her hands were completely clean. Every growth instantly. The moment before when she hung the clothes, they were there. The next time she reached over and picked up and put the clothes up, the growths were gone in an instant. And she started screaming and fell back against the wall. <laughs> well, you see, uh, just because it doesn't show up the moment you pray doesn't mean it's not working. Amen. Don't be concerned with how long it takes before your answer shows up, before your victory becomes apparent. Don't be concerned about the clock. Uh-huh. Yes. Don't be concerned about the calendar. Right. 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 Faith knows nothing of time. That's
0: good. Yeah, that's right. that's good. That's good.
1: Faith is on God. It's not on the calendar. That's right. it's, it's not on the clock.
0: Yeah,
1: yes. Faith is not a clock watcher. Yeah. Right. Faith is not a calendar watcher. Yes. Faith is a praiser. Yes, that's right. that's good. Right. Amen. Amen. And you're going to have to start you're going to have to cease praising to start evaluating how long this has taken. <laughs> it doesn't matter how long you ta- it takes, yeah. just do it and keep doing it and keep doing it. Well, how long will it take? You know what? I can't answer that for you, but I know this God hastens to His word to perform yeah, it. it. And when yes. we have become skillful mm-hmm. at not being swayed off the word, yeah. Now listen to those, listen to those words. You have to learn. See, God wants our faith to mature. He wants our faith Mm -hmm. to grow in skill. We have to become skillful with our faith in the word. And a a skilled faith, a mature faith doesn't measure outward circumstances. It, It only, it only is occupied with the word. Amen. Yeah. If we're occupied with circumstances, we're letting God know our faith isn't quite skillful yet. And listen, God does not send negative, hard, wrong circumstances against us. Yeah. But in those circumstances that come, He will equ- He will help equip us yes. with a skillful faith. Yeah. And so it was 40 days that Brother Norville praised until that those growths disappeared. But when did that power go into effect? When he spoke, when he used his authority. And so that's what I want to remind you, use your authority even over your thought life. Now see those growths she could see, they were physically, mm-hmm. tangibly on her body, but sometimes there are those thoughts that seemingly bombard and day after day, day after day come against you. And it might not be as something tangible that you can see, but you can certainly feel it in that mental arena. Even so, just keep using your faith. Amen. There will, sometimes the devil will bring such assaults against the mind. And what's the word called? Fiery darts. In Ephesians chapter six, that there's fiery darts. Well, they can all be quenched. Those fiery darts can all be quenched. And sometimes uh, we let a fiery dart burn too long. What happens with a fire that's left unattended? It spreads. And uh, sometimes when people don't know the word, Maybe they've not been taught some of the things I'm talking about. They didn't know to use their authority. And so it seems like their mind becomes more and more troubled. And it can even get to the point where to some people even feel like my mind's not my mind anymore. But I'm here to tell you, your mind is still your mind. God has given you, as Paul said to Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, God's not given us the spirit of fear. But a power, He has given us a spirit of power. What is that? Our authority. Yes. The spirit of power... He's given us love that casts out fear. And not only that, look at this. He's given us a sound mind. When you got born again, that sound mind is part of your inheritance. So when the thought comes to you, your mind is not your mind anymore. Your mind is my mind. You answer it. Say, God's given me a sound mind, and I will not give it up to you. I mean, you have to talk. You have to learn how to talk to the devil in authority. Answer him in authority. No one can do it for you. My, my, my and this is this is uh, this is something that's so important for every Christian to learn and I've taught my children my husband and I have two sons and we've taught them my faith is not your faith my fellowship with God is not your fellowship with God my fellowship can bless you my faith can bless you but it's not yours <laughs> just because you live in a household of faith doesn't mean faith is automatic in your life
0: that's right
1: And this is where sometimes Christians that grow up in a household of faith can miss it, is they start relaxing their faith. They start relaxing on their spiritual development because they're so used to being around uh, those who know faith. But just because someone else has faith doesn't equal us having faith. And so I don't care what kind of home you were raised in, saved or unsaved, you need your own faith. I don't care if you were raised in a home that was, uh, was where salvation was flowing or where it wasn't flowing, you need your own fellowship with God. You need to learn the truth of God's Word for yourself. Amen. And don't lay your authority down, especially when it comes to a sound mind. I said, especially when it comes to a sound mind. I love what the Amplified translation says. Of 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 7 when it refers to the sound mind it says of a calm and well balanced mind. Look at this. And disciplined and self-control. It's under your control. I said it's under your control. Now the enemy will bring all kinds of thoughts. He'll bring suggestions. That's the only power he's got left. Jesus stripped him of every other thing. And all he has left is the ability to suggest something to you. But a suggestion cannot win when you don't receive the suggestion. A threat that he makes. It doesn't matter that he makes a threat. The threat has to be accepted before it'll work and you're authorized to not accept it how do you keep from accepting it? Don't turn it over in your thought life. Don't entertain that thought. Don't let it cycle through and through, over and over again. Well, how do you keep that from happening? Answer that thought. Talk to it. Tell it, that's not my thought and I'm not taking it. Amen. You have to get bold about the authority that's yours. If you answer weakly, the devil recognizes weakness. Faith is a bold flow. I said, Bible yeah. faith, the God kind of faith, yeah. is bold. That's and right. when there's any weakness, mm-hmm. the devil recognizes ah, I can still work.
0: Because
1: <laughs> weakness has a sound, but boldness has a sound. Uh, we used to have a, a little dog, um, it was a corgi. <laughs> that dog gave us lots of entertainment. <laughs> It was a high-maintenance dog. It was a cute one, but it was, it, it, she was so smart. But she would go out, and uh, we lived out in an area where there was acreage, you know. And so uh, there would be coyotes that would come out even in the mid, midtime of day. And she would run out of the fence. She ran out beyond the parameters of safety. And she would taunt those coyotes, and then start after, and she'd run back in the fence because they couldn't fit. And she would just run out beyond that fence. And then they'd start toward her and then she'd run back in the fence. She was a smart little thing, but it wasn't too smart. But anyway, (laughs) she was taunting them. And, uh, one day she went and to go through a fence and her head got stuck and she was caught in that fence. (laughs) And, uh, when we realized that she was caught, we went out and we saw, oh, there's coyotes lined up. So somebody stayed out there with her until we were able to get her unstuck. That's what wrong thinking will do. You can't play with wrong thoughts. You can't just touch into them and then run back into safety. Go out into wrong thinking, come back into safety and think that everything's going to end up okay because one day a wrong thought entertained will catch you. That's it. It'll trap you. Yes. You don't play with wrong thinking. You don't play with something that you know is against the Word of God. And uh, there's help for you if you get caught, but you don't want to get that in that position. You don't want to get in that position. But how come those coyotes lined back up that day was because they saw she was caught. Mm-hmm. They heard her whimpering. They recognized the sound of weakness. Yes. And that's what I wanted to get over. They recognized that sound and they lined up waiting to jump that prey. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, we were able to find her before anything bad happened to her. But I want you to know, uh, faith has a boldness. Yes. When you use your authority, be bold. Yes. Amen, yes. because the devil recognizes that weakness is someone questioning their authority. Yes questioning their faith. And God has given us the spirit of power, that authority that belongs to us. He has given us the spirit of love and a sound mind. Amen. It belongs to you in Christ. Don't yield it up to any wrong thought. Uh, We've been teaching out of a sound disciplined mind out of this book, and we want you to get your own copy of it. You can uh, contact us at ministries.org and let us know you want it and we'll get it right to you. And remember, Jesus is the healer. God bless you.
0: To watch or listen to today's message and other messages by Nancy Dufresne, visit Ministries.org. Please join us for our Dufresne Ministries Miracle Crusade in Fredonia, New York at Family Church, Fredonia, August 14th through the 18th Come expecting your miracle. For more information, visit our website at Ministries.org. Please join us for our annual ladies conference at Wood Harvest Church in Marietta, California, October 4th through the 6th. Everyone is welcome to attend. For more information, visit our website at Ministries.org. We trust you've enjoyed this message.